Hey sis, welcome to the She Is Purpose podcast with me, Bali Matole. She Is Purpose is a community of women on a journey to discovering and discerning their God-given purpose and identity. Here we biblically equip, empower, and encourage the modern-day Esthers of this generation who were brought to their specific positions for such a time as this. Please join us in becoming part of the Purpose family by subscribing to the blog at sheispurpose.com and by following us on our various social media platforms. We love hearing from you. Now let's get into this week's episode and learn, grow, and become together. Today we're going to be finishing our journey of the Book of Esther and we're going to be going through the rest of it but our focus is going to be on Esther 5 to 7. The rest I am going to encourage you to please read on your own so that you can get the full extent of the story, how it goes, how it ends and I'm going to read bits and pieces, just verses here and there. I also won't be reading everything. I'll just be reading the verses that I want to highlight to you when I'm making certain points. But we're in Esther 5 to 7. That's our main focus today. And in the opening of Esther 5, this is what it says. Verse 1. On the third day of the fast, Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace opposite his throne room. The king was sitting on his royal throne facing the main entrance of the palace. Verse 2. When the king saw Esther, the queen, standing in the court, she found favor in his sight and the king extended to her the golden scepter which was in his hand. So Esther approached and touched the top of the scepter. Verse 3. Then the king said to her, what is troubling you, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given to you up to half of the kingdom. And I'm going to stop there for now. And in this opening from the jump, we see that after Esther took on the responsibility that came with being queen and after she made a decision to seek the Lord in prayer and fasting with an if I die I die mindset because God's will was greater than preservation of self at the expense of God's people and God's plan and purpose we see that Esther comes with a boldness that's how she comes back from this fast she comes back with a boldness she comes out of the presence of God with audacity. She went into that presence one way and came out another. She came out better. She came back feeling like she could face the very thing that she was afraid would kill her. And I doubt it was because she no longer thought the king was capable of doing that. But it's because she believed that her prayers had been effective and her faith was not in the king or her relation to him but in God, that now it's in his hands. I've done my part, I've made the decision, and I'm here following through, seeing it to the finish line. The rest is not mine to worry about. I've prayed, he has heard, and how he chooses to answer is not in my hands. When the king saw Esther, favor spoke for her. Not a word was exchanged between them. 
She came from being in the presence of the Lord, dripping in glory. Because that's what happens when you spend time with God. Have a look at Exodus 34 verses 29 and 30 and let's see an example in there. And favor preceded her. And before she even said why she was there, she was already made an offer that whatever she asked for is hers. The rules didn't matter. Favor had entered the room. Boldness requires wisdom. You know the saying that talks about direction being more important than speed and how others are going nowhere fast? Yeah, that's the essence of the point I'm trying to make here. Esther had the boldness and the confidence to approach the king when she wasn't allowed to, but that was step one. The next step was approach, strategy. That's the thing about prayer fasting and just going into the presence of God and even better staying in the presence of the Lord, you come out with much more than you went in to ask for. I believe Esther didn't just come out of the three days of prayer and fasting with favor and with courage to ask the king not to kill her people and have it be granted to her. I believe she came out of there with a renewed sense of identity the kind that creates a conducive environment for boldness to exist and to thrive. Yes, she came with favor, the kind that opens doors and softens hearts that are hardened, the hearts of the relevant people for her next. She came out with strategy, wisdom on the when and the hows. She was going to come out of the situation with victory. She came out with eloquence, the ability to say the right words, the right way at the right time to the right people. She came out with discernment, the ability to discern the time to move, the time to speak, the time to pause and wait. She came out of there aligned and tuned in to the frequency of heaven, the frequency of the voice and the will of God. I want us to look at Isaiah 55 verses 10 and 11. It says, For as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth, making it bare and sprout, and providing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void, useless, without result, without accomplishing what I desire, and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Let's read that again. Isaiah 55 verses 10 to 11. I'm reading the Amplified Version, by the way, and this is what it says. For as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth, making it bare and sprout, and providing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be, which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void, useless, without result, without accomplishing what I desire, and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. I read this verse to say to us, you cannot encounter God and remain the same. At least not the God of the Bible. Maybe other gods, but definitely not the God of the Bible. You cannot come into contact with water 
and remain dry. That's what this verse says. It says to us that, For as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and providing seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Essentially, the rain will not come down from heaven without watering the earth and making it fruitful. So with you. You cannot encounter the living waters that are Jesus and remain dry. You cannot go into the presence of the Lord and come out the same. Spending time with God will change you. Now, the fast didn't just work for Esther. Let's look at Esther 6. In verse 1, it says, On that night... The king could not sleep, so he ordered that the book of records and memorable deeds, the chronicles, be brought, and they were read before the king. Verse 2. It was found, written there, how Mordecai reported Bithana and Teresh, two of the king's eunuchs who were doorkeepers, and how they had planned to attack King Xerxes. The king said, what honor or distinction has been given to Mordecai for this? Then the king's servants who attended him said, nothing has been done for him. And then I want us to go down to verse 6. But actually we'll go there a little bit later. We'll go there just now. That night... After this nation had stood in agreement and faith to pray and fast for God's intervention, someone else also got favor. The kind of favor that made a king, a ruthless king, restless because something had to happen. Something was in motion. God was busy doing a thing. That king had to read those records. He had to remember Mordecai. He had to feel compelled to reward him. While God was working on one side with Esther, he was also working on another side with Mordecai. Glory to God. Shoo. And when God does a thing, he makes sure. Look at what he does in verse 6 to 9, right? It says, so Haman came in and the king said to him, what is to be done for the man whom the king desires to honor? Now Haman thought to himself, whom would the king desire to honor more than me? So Haman said to the king, for the man whom the king desires to honor, let a royal robe be brought, which the king has worn and a horse on which the king has ridden on whose head a royal crown has been placed, and let the robe and the horse be handed over to one of the king's most noble officials. Let him dress the man whom the king delights to honor in the royal robe, and lead him on horseback through the open square of the city, and proclaim before him, this is what shall be done for the man whom the king desires to honor. Remember, Haman was the same man that wanted to kill Mordecai because Mordecai didn't want to bow down before him. And now we find ourselves here. And in verse 10, it says, Then the king said to Haman, Quickly, 
Take the royal robe and the horse as you have said, and do this for Mordecai, the Jew who is sitting at the king's gate. What a lowly position Mordecai was at, at the king's gate. And he didn't even know his life was about to change. And it was going to change through the very man that wanted to destroy him. Mm. The very man that was planning on killing Mordecai was used to set the stage for his elevation. And not only that, he was used to set the stage for the elevation, yes, but he was also used to execute that elevation. And if you read the rest of the book of Esther, you will see that the story that started off in chaos, that started off with trouble, ends in victory. This episode went a bit like a Bible study, which is different from the other episodes we've done so far. And in continuing with the difference, I want to end off this episode differently with a prayer or a declaration, however you receive it. This episode was about boldness and purpose. And we see with how the story ends, how victory and deliverance can come from your boldness. Esther found favor because she was bold. She was bold enough to pray. She was bold enough to seek the presence of God and his intervention for her particular issue. She was bold enough to approach the king, believing that her prayers had been effective. She was bold in being clear with her request to the king. And because she was bold to ask, she received. Mordecai found favor because he was bold. He was bold enough to speak up when he heard there was a conspiracy to harm the king. He was bold in sending Esther into the palace even though she was a Jew. He was bold in not allowing Esther to not step into her purpose by holding her accountable, by pushing her, by challenging her. And my first prayer to you over you is that may you find or be found by your Mordecai, the Mordecai to your destiny and your purpose, the person that will speak to the purpose in you, the person that will keep you accountable even when it is uncomfortable, the person who will push you to be the better that they know you can become because they have a revelation of you, where you are, where you're supposed to be, and what you're supposed to achieve, the person that will pray and fast with you for change. It is good to have friends that you can talk to, chat to, laugh about things with, vent to, but it is a whole other level to have people in your circle that you can pray and fast with. And those are the friendships of destiny and purpose that we need. So may you and your Mordecai come into alignment and find each other as you step forward in your purpose. My next prayer over you is that may you have the boldness to do what you need to do. 
to pray as you need to pray. Dare to pray those audacious prayers, the kind of prayers that if someone else heard you say them, they would sound crazy. And don't just end with praying them as in saying them with your lips. Believe them in your heart and believe that they are answered by God, that they are effective and are able to bring about change. I pray that you have a boldness to believe God over man, no matter what position of authority a human being holds. May you always remember that God is the final authority on this earth. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Nothing is outside of God's power and sovereignty and his influence. I pray that you may have the boldness to believe God for more to believe God for the change you need to see. I pray that you may have the boldness to make the decisions that are uncomfortable and scary, but necessary. I pray that every day when you wake up, may you wake up with a determination to be a woman of purpose. And I pray that you may be provided with the boldness needed to accompany that determination. And lastly, I pray that you receive the fruit, the results of that boldness. In the name of Jesus, amen.